0: And I just felt like I had no idea what I was doing. Hello listeners and welcome to speak the show where the new mom, Kaden, and her seasoned mother-in-law, Pam, discuss mothering with love, understanding, and support for all moms at any stage and season of motherhood.
1: Today's episode is about life with a newborn, so grab a cup of
0: coffee or snuggle your babe with your headphones and let's get into it. Well, I feel like I just got out of the trenches (laughs) of life with a newborn, but, uh, it's still quite fresh. I, yeah, I remember it well (laughs) still.
1: All right. So remind us for anybody who it's been a little while Mm -hmm. for, or, um, or even for people who are right in the middle, who maybe want to hear that they're going through the same things. What are those first days after bringing the baby home? Like,
0: um, it's like, Pure bliss mixed with like, like the worst, not to scare anyone, but like I had pretty bad postpartum anxiety, but like was also just in heaven. Like, I can't even put into words like those two combined together. Like, I didn't even know that those two feelings could exist in the same space, but they, for me, they totally did. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I kind of felt like my, my whole, um, all of my time was spent like like the focusing on, did he just eat? Do I need to feed him again? And I just felt like I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) And like, like you have imposter syndrome when you start a new job. Like I had imposter syndrome as a new mom, (laughs) I was just like, what do I do with this little human that I love so much? And I think, honestly, like, I think that is, my midwife explained it really well. Like, I think that's where so much of that anxiety comes from is like, you are now in charge of this tiny human and you've never loved anything more yes. in your whole life. Yes. So like, no pressure But a lot of pressure. Yes. Because
1: you just want to get it all Mm -hmm. right. And they are so perfect Mm -hmm. when you're first, Mm -hmm. you know, firstborn. It's just perfection.
0: And you're like, I want to keep it like this. I want to be perfect. And it's hard. It is hard. And the, the thing that I think was the most annoying was he had his first pediatrician appointment. Like, the day after we got home. And I just remember thinking, we got there and we checked him in. And they asked for the baby's date of birth. And I was like, I don't know what day is today. (laughs) Like, I didn't know what day it was. I had not slept in probably, like, 48 hours. Like, and you want me to... That was, like, that was really hard. And it was just nerve-wracking to take him in every time because you're taking him in and you're like i don't I don't know what i'm doing and like you're just getting information thrown at you and opinions thrown at you and like all of these things and well and just the like leaving
1: the house yes. i remember well and it's been many many years since i had to do that but just the um i don't know how long it's going to take to mm-hmm. get myself and my newborn ready mm-hmm. and how am i going to and what if he has to eat at the last yes. minute? And what you know? How
0: do I yeah. plan for
1: that if I need to be to a ten a.m. appointment? Mm-hmm. Or
0: yeah, yeah, it's like the, <laughs> the leaving the house stress is so real. I mean, it for me, I think it's gotten easier, um, but like I still am like now it's not so much around feeding, but it's around naps. Yeah, it's like do I do I let him sleep before we leave or do I hope that he falls asleep in the car, which rarely ever happens for us. But it's, (laughs) yeah. And then
1: you get to your fifth kid, Mm -hmm. like me, and that kid just lives in the car seat and naps in the car seat. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: think I think a huge thing. Um, with life with a newborn, a lot of, a lot of my focus was around him eating, just mm-hmm. like trying to learn how to breastfeed. And then, um, the stress of did, did he eat enough? And then waking him, they told me to wake him up at night to feed Yeah. Him.
1: Okay. So that we had that with Trevor too. He was, um, five pounds, 14 ounces. So he was on the Tiny. smaller side. Um, so in general, pediatricians will usually say newborns will eat every two to three hours. Mm -hmm. um, And that has been backed up by many different doctors, but I specifically saw that also on Stanford Medical. Um, But for Trevor, because he was on the smaller side, they told me to feed him every hour and a half. And I remember that he wasn't great at latching to Mm -hmm. begin with, so that, that took a little bit of time. And then he was a slow eater at first. So he mm-hmm. would nurse for like thirty minutes at a time. And then I was like, wait, do I nobody ever explained to me, do I do I feed him an hour and a half from the time he finishes <gasps> yeah. or an hour and a half from the time he started? Because it just started to feel like I was just feeding him constantly. Mm-hmm. Like we did nothing mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. for a, a few weeks, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and I think like for me, I, I didn't I, honestly. I was really not good at keeping track of. I didn't know. I I just every time he cried, I yeah. put him on my boob. <laughs> I was like, all right. And well, like, and
1: that was the point I got to yeah, too. I was like, I
0: yeah. I can't track the time. Well, you're sleep deprived.
1: I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember if I started feeding him yeah, at eight exactly. o'clock or eight thirty exactly. or nine o'clock. So yeah. yeah, I just started being like, I'm gonna watch for him mm-hmm. to show me he's hungry mm-hmm. and then will nurse.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me I think that's what led to um I call it nighttime scaries, like Sunday scaries for your job. Um, but as a new mom I totally got nighttime scaries where like six PM would hit and I would just get so anxious and be like okay like I mean first of all having a new baby like sleeping in your room or wherever you have them sleeping is like I mean I didn't sleep I just checked on him all night so that <laughs> that lent to the anxiety and then also just like is he gonna cluster feed all night is he gonna sleep for 30 minutes at a time or is he gonna sleep for an hour at a time and then am I gonna sleep but probably not. So just like the anticipation of that was like, it was just so much. Like I remember 6 p.m. hit, and I would just cry. <laughs> I would just cry for like yeah. until it was time for bed, and I would tell Trevor. I would be like, I, like I don't know what to do. I don't know why I get so sad around this time, and I realize like it's because I'm of the anticipation of like you never know what each night is going to be like. It's you have no routine you have, and like, we're so settled with our routines and then all of a sudden they're interrupted in like the biggest way possible. And that was really hard.
1: Well, and you haven't learned all the cues Mm -hmm. yet. Um, you know, you may have some intuition about what your baby's wanting, but yeah, you haven't learned them yet. And all the babies are different too. So what
0: works with one might not Mm -hmm. work with the next. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And I think that 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 anxiety and that stress, like, that's why it's so important to not be afraid to ask for help and to reach out to your people, whoever they are. Um, I think that the idea of a village is so important. Like, I do not think, I'm a strong believer that we were not meant to do motherhood on our own. Absolutely. And I am so spoiled that my mom and my in-laws live so close to me, um, and I don't know what I would do without them. <laughs> I mean, like, I think Pam, like, stayed at our, not stayed over at our house, but she was at our house every every morning. And then my mom would come every afternoon. Like, we had someone in the house yeah. all the time. And, like, I think that's what kept our sanity. Like, I think that's how Trevor and I, like, kept our marriage <laughs> going. <laughs> Honestly, like to have that peace of mind um and it's just not so isolating. Like it can feel so isolating and you just kind of feel like like no like no one understands like what you're going through in that moment.
1: Well, and let me just say from the grandma's perspective, we want to help, mm-hmm. but we don't or I I I guess I can't speak for all grandmothers I really wanted to help but I also wanted to give them the space to figure things out Mm -hmm. for themselves too Mm -hmm. and so um that seemed like a good balance of um coming for a little Mm -hmm. respite in the morning Mm -hmm. and knowing Caden's mom was coming for a little respite in the afternoon yeah um Because I didn't want to overstep, but I also, we love to help. Grandmas want to be there as much as we can and be involved. And so all that to say, don't be afraid to ask for help. Moms, dads, siblings, aunts and uncles, close Mm -hmm. friends, like we all really do Mm -hmm. want to help. And a lot of us have been through it and know what those early days are like. And so um, we're happy to step in. Plus you get baby snuggles. Who doesn't like
0: that? (laughs) Bliss, yeah, and if you don't, I have friends that um, have family that live out of state, their friends live out of state, like, they truly are by themselves, and if, like, you're that person, um, I would just encourage you to, like, look into your local church, like, a lot of them have programs um, for, like, watch, I know there's a church in Beaverton that has one that's, like, drop off your baby, like, they're open for, like, two hours each day during the week and like if you have a job interview or if you have like anything that you need to do um, you can drop off your baby if you can afford a nanny that you really trust like that can be really helpful Um, high school programs have things like that Um, just anything that you can do to keep your peace well and if
1: if your church doesn't have a program I would call church secretaries are a wealth of information Mm -hmm. and I would just call there might be some women in your church who are grandmas whose grandbabies don't live close by and they would probably love to come and snuggle a baby you know give the baby a little rock or a bottle or whatever so you can take a shower or um, just have a few minutes to yourself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I would guess, I'm going to go out on a limb, I don't know this to be a fact, but I would guess you could probably even find some grandmas who, if you're not ready to just say, here's my baby, Mm -hmm. um, can you rock this baby while I go take a shower? Or whatever, who might be willing to bring a meal so that that's just a time of day that you don't have to worry about Mm -hmm. making a meal or would come to the endless amounts of laundry that you have in those first days. Um, you know, I would love to do that. I would be happy to go and, Mm -hmm. um, fold laundry for somebody just to know that that was helping. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And like that was such a help like, the fact that I didn't have to do dishes <laughs> or or fold laundry, like, that, those, t- like, they're so small, but they're so helpful because it's the last thing on your list. Yeah. It is the last thing you want to do. I Like, I just wanted to, I just wanted to stay in bed with my baby,
1: like, well, all day. and not to interrupt you, but oh. um, to your idea about uh, reaching out to high schools mm-hmm. to, um, Sometimes uh, at least our local high schools they have programs for people that are wanting to um, learn about infants and toddlers and um, they have preschools in their um, in the high schools and some of those kids are needing volunteer hours yeah and would probably be able to come and hang out and if you again if you don't feel like you can um trust them to rock a baby then maybe they could fold some laundry so that you can rock your baby yeah. or whatever i think that um that would be a good place to look too
0: yeah i think there's lots of resources um out there and like don't be embarrassed about asking for help like it's not expected that you should be able to handle all of the emotions that come with being a mom, whether you're a first-time mom or a second-time mom or a third-time mom, like I, I obviously I can't speak to this, and you probably can, but like I would imagine that it doesn't get, like. Easier,
1: the emotional
0: <laughs> side of it. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I I remember having really big emotions and emotional swings after my fifth,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: because there was just a lot going on in our life, and there was some things that I had a better grasp of. Um, I was yeah. quicker to pick up on baby cues yeah. for eating and sleeping and those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, but we just had a lot going on. People mm-hmm. had to get to sports practices mm-hmm. and things like that and just trying to... Um, and we didn't have a lot of support. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so figuring out... Like, I, I wasn't kidding when I said no. our youngest lived in her car seat. Yeah. I mean, she, she really never... Yeah napped in a crib her entire life she was in a car seat in our arms or in the baby carrier
0: well and i think our culture like almost glorifies moms like being able to do it all Mm -hmm. and if you can't do it all what's wrong with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's so specific to us because i there every other culture like moms stay in bed for days to weeks like they and they are so well cared for and there are people whether and it's aunts and uncles
1: literal villages yes literal show up villages. to care like for they their are, child and that they
0: have and their rates of postpartum anxiety and depression are so much lower because they have so much support so it's not weird that you're sitting there like wanting that or like craving that connection from someone Because you need it. Like, I think your body needs it and like your mental health needs it and take it. If you have it, take it. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And to be clear, um, sometimes it's helpful, but not always Um, for people who are wondering. It's not always helpful to Mm -hmm. be a grandparent, relative, whatever, who shows up. With their village of people yeah. that they just want to show the baby off to.
0: Yeah. 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 So you're allowed to be picky with the people that yes. are in the village for sure.
1: I'm just saying that because sometimes people show up with, you know, their entourage and they're excited and they want to show off the new grandchild or whatever. And that doesn't always feel good yeah either so you can be picky about Mm -hmm. who comes to help and how they help I feel like it's okay to have a voice that Mm -hmm. says actually holding the baby today is not what would help me what would help Mm -hmm. me is if you could tackle those dishes that are piling Mm -hmm. up in my sink totally it's okay to say
0: yeah yeah which is Easier said than done, yes. but like, <laughs> totally. And I think that I'm also so I never spoiled. I said that. <laughs> to be very clear, I never could have said that. Yeah. So I'm cheering you yeah. on
1: to be the person who can say that. I would have been the one who was letting somebody else hold my baby while I, tears streamed down my face and I was doing my own dishes. <laughs> that would have been me. But... I am your best cheerleader for standing yes. up for yourself and saying, that's not what I need today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good.
1: So all that to also say, sometimes people are going to come to help that are going to have some opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and same idea with like posting a bunch of stuff on um yes. On social media, you know, if you post my baby can't, isn't sleeping, you're Mm going to get inundated with the people Mm -hmm. who tell you that your baby should be Mm -hmm. or how their baby is Mm -hmm. or what's wrong with you. Your baby doesn't sleep through the night at (sighs) two weeks old. Like, I don't know. No, that's Um, ridiculous. So, yeah, there's definitely going to be people that show up with an opinion.
0: Yeah. And you know them better than anyone else. You know them better than their pediatrician. You know them better than their grandparent. And yes, and it's frustrating when someone is saying you need to be doing something. And you're like, no, but that doesn't work for my baby. Exactly. Like, and that's real. <laughs> for real. You
1: know. Well, and we are... Best pediatrician that we ever had. I loved her, loved her. She said to me once, um, she said, You know what? You know your child Mm -hmm. better than anyone in this world, Mm -hmm. better than me. And that was Mm -hmm. the first time anybody in a white doctor's coat had ever said that and it was so validating yeah um and I just really hold on to that I do Mm -hmm. know my child better than anybody else Mm -hmm. I have that connection and Mm -hmm. I can stand up for my child and I can say that might work for you that doesn't work for my child
0: Yeah. yeah I think um the other thing that just contributed to the anxiety and stress of having a newborn was I googled everything (laughs) i was like why isn't i raised my kids before google and there's a part of me that is so thankful for that i'm sure (laughs) because it drives you insane i mean like really it just it drove me insane and i would he would be asleep and i would be googling, why is my baby doing this why is my baby not sleeping how to get your baby to sleep and then i i finally found peace when i was just like okay This is how this stage is right now. And that's okay. Like accepting the chaos (laughs) honestly was my biggest like blessing in that was like, okay, this is my kind of like sleepless time and self-sacrificing like your, your time, like all of your time, your body And just knowing that kind of, like, shutting off – I had to shut off social media for a while. I didn't – I can imagine. Like, just because it's hard to see, oh, well, this person's baby, they're posting about how perfectly he's sleeping at night or how great he's eating. And it's like, well, my baby's not doing that. Why is my baby doing that? And you go down this rabbit hole, and that is so toxic. Like, that's a really hard hole to get out of. Um. So put the phone down and stop Googling it because Google isn't helpful because Google doesn't know your baby. Well,
1: it's kind of like when you have a stuffy nose and you Google, you know, or I don't know, stuffy nose and a headache or something and you Google it, the symptoms, and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm dying because Mm -hmm. like 50 things Mm -hmm. that
0: sound really horrible. I have cancer.
1: Yeah, come up and you're like, yeah. Yes, I, I'm convinced. it's Something really bad, and yeah. no, it's the sniffles. Yeah, it's kind of the same idea. I yeah. think.
0: Yep, yep. You know your baby
1: best, and well, and just remembering that many, many people have come before you and yes. done the same thing, and um, mm-hmm. and not all in the same way, mm-hmm. and in the end, you know, for the most part. Everybody turns out okay. We're all we're
0: all still here. <laughs> yes, we've all survived. You know, yes. I was the
1: era of drinking from garden hoses mm-hmm. and all of that. I've survived it. So yeah, um, I parented before Google for the most part. I guess <sighs> by I guess by my youngest, that was somewhat of a thing. Like, and like it, Facebook was a thing, but yeah. people people were more honest back then. I feel like Yeah. People, People would share. No one was trying
0: to like sell you something. You Google something, and it's like, oh, buy this thing. Yes, buy this thing for yeah. your new board. It, it was a little more. <laughs> it was a
1: little more pure. I yeah. feel like, and what yeah. um what was out there, and less comparison. I feel like, like people. Yeah would say, oh, this is what I do, but it wasn't in a, like, this is what everybody yeah. should do kind of a way, yep. or you're a horrible parent if you don't do it this way <sighs> yeah. kind of a way. Yes. So I, I am thankful that I did it before that, because yeah. that is hard. But I'm also, um, you know, glad that you are Figuring out mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you are your baby's expert. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. That, that Google's one of many resources yes. and should be used sparingly. Totally. Yeah. No offense to Google, but no, no just, to just don't come m- at us. <laughs> there's too much information on you. Yeah, it's just, you just have to, I, I feel like you have to find your trusted mm-hmm. sources. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you, you'll you find
0: out that your circle is very small. Mm-hmm. The people that you end up reaching out to is very small because otherwise it is a world of just too much. It's too much and it doesn't help. Um, It just doesn't help. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, all that to say, if you're in the newborn trenches, we see you, and you're doing a great job, and it's really hard. Yes. So, um, yeah.
1: And I, there are resources yes. for help if mm-hmm. you need or want them, or if you don't, that's okay, yeah. too. Yeah. You know, I had seasons where I was like, nope, I got, got this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually... Mm-hmm. Need or want somebody to come alongside me right this moment, mm-hmm. um, and that's
0: okay too. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Cool. Well, I think that's uh, that's our newborn spiel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> life with the newborn. It Thank is you. a constant blur of eat, sleep, poop. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> But <party>. there's help. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, tune in next week for our episode about sleep. And make sure to check out our website, our website at mumspeak.com and follow us on Instagram at the Mumspeak Podcast. Bye for now.